Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Veil. Today we are covering the Bell Dam. There really aren't any trigger warnings other than violence to children. So yeah, if you're sensitive to that subject, maybe be cautious, but it's really not that much of an issue. Let's go Beyond the Veil. So the word beldam just means witch, but in folklore it's particularly associated with a forest spirit that takes the form of an old woman. Sometimes seen as a shapeshifter, she lives in a hidden house deep in the wilderness. My dream life, to be honest. Valid from her. I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> it's theorised that the word beldam originates from either the French word beldame, meaning beautiful woman, or belmare, meaning beautiful mother or stepmother, and the archaism that means witch, essentially. So, in some versions of this character, she appears as your mother, except she has buttons for eyes, or in most cases in the original folklore states that she has glass eyes and a tail made of wood. <laughs> She's got a <laughs> I thought you'd find that quite funny. She's got wood. <laughs> <laughs> She's also described as twice as tall as a man, and she creaks when she moves. She's a creaky cat. Most know her from Neil Gaiman's book, Coraline, published in 2002, that inspired Henry Selick's 2009 film adaptation that most people know. However, the original folktale is significantly creepier, and a lot more disturbing, I will say. The insidious character of the other mother was partially inspired by the new mother from the 1882 collection The Anyhow Stories, Moral and Otherwise, by Lucy Clifford. Since then, it's been retold in folklore collections named The Pear Drum. Alan Schwartz later renamed it The Drum for his famous book, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. The story goes, there are two sisters, Blue Eyes and Turkey. <laughs> Good name. You can't say that without laughing. <laughs> Blue Eyes. <laughs> Pennywise Ripple. <laughs> How much do you hate a kid to name it Turkey? <laughs> well. Probably carried baby for nine months. <laughs> Well, Turkey's name is debated as she's either named after her red dress or in versions like Clifford's, so the original. Clifford the Big Red Dog. It's because she loves turkeys. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yummy. Which is a bit weird. She's a big crimbo fan. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so, the two sisters are out playing together and they meet an odd girl who's holding an instrument they've never seen before. She calls it a pear drum and tells the sisters that there's... <laughs> is the drum shaped like a pear? That's my question. I don't know. I've never seen a pear drum in my life, Cam. She tells the sisters that there's a tiny woman and man living inside it. She said that when she plays her pear drum... Schizophrenia. <laughs> she said that when she plays her pear drum, the woman and man come out to dance and the woman tells her a secret. After hearing this, the sisters wanted to see the little people dance, but they were told only naughty children get to see this. I want to see the little people dance. I get to watch you dance. I think that counts as the same thing. Blue Eyes and Turkey return home upset and crying because all they wanted was to see the little people dance. Now... I mean, not. Some kids want Xboxes, you know, PS4s. Other people want to see dwarves dance. <laughs> all they wanted was to see the little people dance. Now, in some versions, they're unsure of how to be naughty, but in versions like the Schwartz one, they begin immediately and they're completely fine. They know what they're doing. How, how do you be naughty? <laughs> how to be naughty for I think this is a bit unrealistic, to be honest. However, in all versions, their mother tells them that if they do so, 
She will have to leave them and be replaced by a new mother with glass eyes and a wooden tail. Real. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, it's kind of sounded like um, conditions of worth to me, and that's not very good. I don't know what that means. You'll learn it in psychology. The sisters are scared. (laughs) Fuck's sake. The sisters are scared. (laughs) 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 Gooshley. That's how they're naughty. The sisters are scared, but assume their mum is bluffing. To make sure, they check with the strange girl, who's apparently all-knowing. I don't know why, they just went back to see her and like, by the way... Why Why is this girl strange? Is it because, like... She carries a pear drum, and she's just described as strange. I don't know she's, why. She's part of a band, and they're just bullying her. <laughs> it's freak. <laughs> band kids. It's, it's, been, it's freaking age. <laughs> To be fair, she is saying that she's got little people that live inside her instrument. That's a bit she's weird. She's a kid, she's got an imagination. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, imagination. To make sure, they check with the strange girl who says that there's no such thing as a mother with glass eyes and a wooden tail because it would be too expensive to make. I just think there's little people in a fucking drop. Girls still living crisis, Cam. I know, right? Who can afford those wooden tails? So the sisters begin to misbehave. And they start by breaking a bunch of mugs. My mug. <laughs> and throwing their bread and butter on the floor. Because that's Not how you their start their bread a riot. and butter. <laughs> oh, actually, if, if the butter's like face to the floor, then the floor will get all sticky oh, and grimy. That's vile. <laughs> that is pretty sick. naughty of them. I'm not happy with Imagine them. like peeling the bread off. <laughs> <laughs> The mum is upset. Yeah, because I'm launching <laughs> butter about. Like, if it was normal bread, then I don't imagine she'd care. It's the butter, that's the problem. What about the smashing the mugs? Nah, They're probably she... not very well off, and she's just smashing all their mugs. You can buy more mugs. You're a mug. You're Didn't a mug. buy you. I'm a <laughs> The mum is upset and sends them to bed early. However, the pear drum girl isn't impressed and basically tells them they need to try harder. She basically just called them noobs. <laughs> <laughs> This is repeated a couple of times more before their mother ends up leaving. So valid. Like, she her. just leaves. Like, honestly, do it. Slay, slaying. <laughs> Slay, buddy. In the Schwartz rewrite, the final straw is then beating their younger brother with a stick. <laughs> As you do, I mean... Go on. How badly did they beat him? Was he, like... It doesn't on the say... Bri- on Dev's door, or was he... I mean, the fact they, they just whack him with He's it. described as their baby brother. So... Yeah, he's got another reason to be crying now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So they beg their mother to stay, but she walks into the fields and disappears from sight. So valid of her. <laughs> no, if my kids Feminism were Feminism moment. <laughs> Main character... How do they keep smashing mugs, though? Like, surely you can run out of... I imagine I've only got about ten mugs in my house. I don't think they did the exact same things twice over, or thri- thrice over. Thrice over. But, um, the point is, you know, they did some random bad shit, and then... Next time I'd be throwing Marmite around. That's vile. That's actually valid. They respond to their mother leaving by returning to the um, pear drum girl, but apparently they still haven't done enough. Even though they now have no parent. How are they going to get food? They can lick the butter off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Protein. (laughs) Uh. 
the Pedram girl also says the little the little people have gone now anyway, and she for the first time they see the drum open and it is in fact empty. They've just been tricked. <laughs> she was just gaslighting them. She just wanted to yeah, there's little people in my drum. <laughs> Go get your mum to run away and then and then you'll see them. Oh, you don't have a mum now. <laughs> Shucks to be you. <laughs> Sake. She actually just wanted a mum. She just robbed them. <laughs> Probably. Where's, where's their dad in this situation? He's, he's never mentioned. He's off at work. He comes back and there's butter on the floor. The mum's <laughs> gone. The baby, the baby brother's crying. He's been whacked with a fork or whatever. Fork? <laughs> I said stick. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> the strange girl leaves with her instrument. The sisters sit in the house on their own. And they wait and wait, but their mum doesn't come back. Then there's a knock at the door. Who's knocking at the door? <laughs> the sisters realise it's the new mother after one of them sees her glass eye reflect in the light. They try to stop her from entering. This is like super nanny, then. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I imagined it, actually. <laughs> shit, super nanny's going to come. <laughs> that's what the mum did. She actually just went and got super nanny. She's going to be back in a minute. Anyway, so they try to stop her from entering, but she breaks down the door. I thought you were going to say she breaks down. <laughs> she starts crying. <laughs> Let me in, please. <laughs> so she breaks down the door. Um, in Clifford's original tale, their siblings escape through the back of their cottage into oh, the um, woods. Cottage call. <laughs> into the woods where they still live to this day. Feral. However, in other versions, she follows them, and we aren't told what their fate is. But there's a line, I can't remember it exactly, but they're basically stood on like a dark path and they turn around and they see like her eyes glinting in the dark and her tail, they hear her tail like swishing. The wooden tail. So um, essentially it's hinted at that obviously they die or they're eaten. Scranalicious. <laughs> I love my two children. <laughs> Interestingly, in Romanian law, she was um, actually tasked by God to protect the forest, but grew bitter after seeing the um, atrocities committed by humankind. By the use of society. To basically what, to, you know, the land that she was supposed to protect. Valid, if you ask me. <laughs> Slay queen. <laughs> so she started either scaring people away or killing those who entered her forests. Most stories either hint at or basically directly state that she eats children. And interestingly, the film Coraline has important nods to the folk tales other than Beldam as she is given an Adderstone by Miss Spink. I don't know if you remember. Adderstones, or sometimes known as witch stones, are used to protect people from dark magic and help them see through illusions. Which yeah, is... have this rock. It will make someone go bad go away. <laughs> well, it's supposedly it's theorised that that's how Coraline sees the other mother's true form. Next time I see a scary person, I'm going to get a pebble. That's not how it works. It has to be either a witch stone or an adder stone, which is a witch stone, essentially. They're the same thing. There are many modern additions, such as she buried her own mother alive, which is actually supported by a quote from the book where the other mother basically swears on her um, mother's grave and Coraline's like, your mother's dead. And she's like, yeah, I put her there myself and then stopped her from leaving when she tried to crawl out. Banter. So that's a great way to introduce yourself to a kid that you're trying to nick. Cheeky bit of inheritance. <laughs> uh, she controls the weather. This is actually demonstrated in the film as well. 
She can shapeshift and create doppelgangers. It's giving vampire diaries, if you ask me. <laughs> She's over 100 years old. She can control her limbs even when they're not attached. Cheeky. I think they're just trying to mug off Adam's family. Okay. The issue is with this is that a lot can be generalised because the word Beldam literally just means witch. So it is only really properly specified in that of Coraline's story. And that is only because, I don't know if you um, remember that, I can't remember if this is in the film, but I know it's in the book. When Coraline, have you seen the film? Yeah. Uh, when Coraline sees the children with the button eyes, they refer to the other mother as the Beldam. I think that's in the film. I'm not sure. I, rem- I hope so. Why I remember it? the other dad turned into a big pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin. Man. I like the song where he's like making up a song about Coraline. Just because it was on TikTok. <laughs> no, I liked it before. <laughs> if you were gonna have buttons sewn to your eyes, what colour would you pick? Green. Green. What kind of green? This green. Pop, no one knows I'm wearing green. <laughs> um. It's like a forest green. It's like a dark green. It's like a forest green. Shut up. It's because I am the Beldam. I love that forest. <laughs> you like to eat kids. I mean, only on a Sunday. That's disgusting. With my Sunday roast. I'm not having beef, I'm having a child. <laughs> Go to a carvery. Do you want turkey, gammon, pork or beef? Do you have any children? All right, Epstein. You actually have to make noise, otherwise they don't understand that you've responded. No. Rest in peace, me. Anyways... Yeah, so I didn't actually realise until really recently that there was an original folklore that inspired her character. I just thought she was a creepy spider lady. Hmm. I didn't know that it meant witch. Well, I suppose it makes sense. She doesn't really do much magical shit, though, does she? She just has a wooden, a wooden tail. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe that's where wands came she from. Went, she think she went to the carpenter and went, maybe a wooden tail. <laughs> She maybe, was maybe the. It wasn't actually a tail. She was the original furry. <laughs> That's vile. <laughs> furry of the forest. <laughs> oh my god, no. Interestingly, though, during. I don't like how I've just said furry, and you've got interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, throughout the witch trials, many women were accused of being the, the Beldam, which is why it went on about the generalized stuff because that isn't actually linked to Coraline. Beldam. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant.